This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. I don't respect anyone's baseball acumen. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Hello, right, Bobby. That's just Sammy. Speaking of salary dump, there's no way the Wolves can salary dump Andrew Wiggins, right? Like, I heard that, that they tried to engage Brooklyn in some sort of sign and trade dialogue for, for D'Angelo Russell, but there's no way Sean Marks is taking four years, no. $122 million left on Wiggins' contract. No, I, and I always say it's like go through the exercise. If, you, if Andrew Wiggins was a free agent this summer, would you sign him to a four year, $120 million contract? And that <laughs> yeah, probably no. ends the story right there. That is from the latest episode of The Scoop with Doogie, which you can find on the Score North mobile app, scorenorth.com, and anywhere you find podcasts. Talking to uh, Bobby Marks from, from ESPN, who's a regular guest on that show. And the, if, you, if you missed the first part of that clip, it's Doogie floating out on his podcast. that A, the Timberwolves are very much in talks with the Nets about D'Angelo Russell. So there's, there's a lot of smoke. We talk about smoke with Madison Bumgarner and Will Smith with the Giants. There's some definite smoke between the Nets and the Timberwolves. There is right smoke now. there, yes. Maybe even some fire at some point. Are you, you more excited, Phil, about that about that smoke or the Mad Bum smoke? Because I feel like you are completely invested. And are they in, in the, the smoke. are they in the texting or calling phase of the relationship? They're certainly not to FaceTime yet. They they might be. Uh, I don't know if they're to the FaceTime point, but they might be like leaving voice memos with each other. Okay. Hey baby, I've just uh, I feel right now thinking about Snapchats. I feel like <laughs> Phil's the the kid of, of the divorced parents who's about you know, who like really likes the boyfriend. It's like, mom, you got to marry this guy. Yeah. You got to marry this guy, and she's gonna come home and be like, Ted and I broke up. It didn't work. It didn't work. I'm sorry, Philip. And she'll be disappointed, and Phil's gonna be crushed. Well, hold that thought because I have some audio for you <laughs> from from Raised by Wolves earlier today. To the contrary, no. I've always I've always been a Wolves fan at heart. I grew up watching I grew up in the KG era and so I grew up watching eight straight years of 50 win teams and playoffs and stuff and then they get beat in the first round. And I think because I got hooked when I was a young kid, I was still emotionally attached when they were terrible for 15 years. And so now that I see this light at the end of the tunnel, they've got Carl Anthony Towns, they got their front office figured out, and now they're knocking on the door of a second superstar in D'Angelo Russell. I think what you're asking me is would I re- would I be more excited if the Twins traded for Mad Bum yeah, or which, if the Wolves traded for yeah. D'Angelo Russell? And I almost feel like inexplicably, it's the it's the Wolves. No, I know. I, I just want to see the, the answer. I want to see the Wolves be good for a stretch, not eight seed good, but have two young superstars and do it right with a great front office sure. and 
a great supporting cast. And I know it's a, it's a, just a ton of wishful thinking by me. But I all, I I think that whether the Twins trade for Mad Bum or not, they're going to be playing in October, and they have a legit chance with that offense. The Timberwolves need a D'Angelo Russell because they're not going to be able... Wiggins is not that player. They're not going to be... Even if they get cap room in a year or two, they're not going to be able to get a star caliber player with cap room. They're just, they're probably not going to. Right. Maybe, like, maybe you could luck out and get a, get a, an unorthodox superstar. I mean, obviously Giannis is fine playing in Milwaukee. Uh, but if Giannis hit the free agent market, he's probably not signing with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So you need to get creative. So I just want to see, I want to see them get creative and get a second superstar. So they had, there's, there's more teams. There's more trade. riding on Russell for the Wolves than there is on, on the Twins getting Bumgarner. Yes. I think both need. The players that they're targeting, whether it's Bumgarner or another pitcher, to get to the level they want to get to, but the Timberwolves have one is, zero shot. Right, one is trying to go from from like good to championship contender. The other one is just trying to get to relevant. Yeah, and I, D'Angelo Russell might get you to relevant. I just like the fact that you are still this invested in a team that's been this big of train wreck for the, this long, and it might be it I might be low. I and it low. might be fine now. We don't know, but my gosh, have they broken hearts a lot? Like every time you think, okay, they got Tibbs, now it's going to change. Rotate, switch. Oh God, here we go again. <laughs> like the, twi- the twins, the twins. I actually, the twins are on the precipice here. I think of something pretty good. Yeah, that that Tibbs thing. In retrospect, you and I are such idiots. We spent like a week <laughs> after that move was made. Can you speak. For oh yourself? my God, you were right there with me for at least a few for days. Oh my God, they got Tom Thibodeau. This is amazing. Well, let's <laughs> go. Total let's go wreck. through the lit- litany of things in this town in the last d- during the course of our show by which we've been super excited. The Wild got Suter and Parisi. They're going to Stanley Cup for sure now. Here comes Stanley Cup. The Wolves got Tibbs. Oh, Glenn Taylor did, did it right. Glenn Taylor did this right. <laughs> Who was the search firm again? Who was the search firm? Which was the same search firm that helped the Twins, actually, and got it right with the oh, Twins. Oh, yeah. They helped the Packers, too, when they hired... Uh, oh, I can find this. I, I can't remember. The Packers used a search firm? Yeah. For who? Couldn't, the, couldn't their owner for just... Brian, uh, for Brian Gutekunst? I, thi- I think they did... No, they didn't hire one for Gutekunst. Why didn't they get all the owners in a room and just try to figure out I think out it was when they hired Mark Murphy. They used a search firm. Oh, I love how you need a search firm. Oh, to Corn find. Ferry. Corn Ferry. Corn Ferry was the search firm. I love there how there was corn in it. You pay a search firm like $200,000 really? to find Tom Thibodeau. What do you want? Jonathan could have found a Tom yes, Thibodeau. Yes, Mr. Thibodeau, can you please talk to Glenn Taylor for way less Why? than two Why? What does he want? No, he can... no, I'd still probably charge that much. Can he rotate? <laughs> what? He wants me to go to a lasagna dinner? Hell no. <laughs> Tell him to get lost. Never. Team building? No. <laughs> but Zach Harper earlier today from The Athletic, Zach Harper used to write about the Timberwolves for the old 1500ESPN.com a few years ago. Did he now? And... Uh, and he was he was asked by you. You were on the show today, right, Ryan? I was so raised you guys, by wolves. You guys asked him. All right, what are you kind of hearing? You're plugged into the NBA circles. What are you hearing about the Timberwolves and D'Angelo Russell? Every smart person I talk to, and every person who knows stuff I talk to, <laughs> says the Wolves are a real chance of ma- of getting D'Angelo Russell. And then I look at the cap situation. I look at the guys they'd have to send out to make this work, and I don't see how it's possible. Like, I just don't. Like, I've seen the layouts of what needs to happen and everything, and in a perfect world, this is how they get D'Angelo Russell. And to me, it looks like nonsense, like absolute like, nonsense. Like there's no way Gerson can, can pull this off. And yet there are so many smart people around the league telling me, no, 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 this is a real thing. This could happen that it is like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills at this point. So I'm going to say, 
I'm going to cop out and say it's a 50-50 chance. It either happens or it doesn't. I know that's not a sexy answer. 50-50 is pretty good. I'm so confused by this. I'm so confused by this this scenario and how it needs to work in order to pull it off that I, man, I don't even, I wish I had a good answer for you, but I just don't. That's how I felt looking at this situation. That's how I feel looking at this situation, but I was like, Zach Harper is much smarter than me. He's He's got to know the path to D'Angelo Russell, right? He feels the same way I do. But Gerson Rosas is telling people around the league, according to Zach Lowe on his podcast, that he's got a path to D'Angelo Russell. This is why you hire a trade machine guy to work in your front office. And it's I, genius. Gerson, it's credible enough that there's got to be something there, right? So what something is, that I don't they, see, something that Zach Harper doesn't see. The conundrum is very simple. So it's the, the salary cap can be complicated in the NBA, and there's all these different rules and regulations. But the Wolves have no salary cap, and D'Angelo Russell is a restricted free agent. So it just kind of depends on where the bidding goes. But... He's going to make probably twenty to twenty-five million dollars a year, and they have to figure out how do we clear twenty or twenty-five million dollars and not give garbage to the Nets because it's not like the Nets are going to just the Nets want to clear room too. So the Nets and the Timberwolves both want to clear room, meaning they need a third team to take like a Jeff Teague or an Andrew Wiggins. So the the problem at its core is you gotta you gotta give the Nets something for facilitating this trade. Dane Moore did a great job explaining this all on ScoreNorth.com today. It has to be a sign and trade. Yeah. So D'Angelo Russell, you sign him to an offer sheet for like let's say twenty plus million dollars. They match it and agree to trade him to you, but they're not just going to do that for nothing. So you have to give the Nets something of value, and then you have to attach something of value to a Jeff Teague, a Gorgie Jang, or an Andrew Wiggins to some team like the Suns. Does Teague? Oh, okay. Does trading Teague to a a third team create enough space to then? Get Russell. It's it gets you close because Teague makes nineteen. It's nineteen a year. So let's say let's say uh, D'Angelo Russell is twenty five okay. million dollars. Okay. Well, that means you might have to say goodbye to uh, Tyus Jones or something. And it looks like I think they extended him a qualifying offer they today, did. meaning yeah. he will be a restricted free agent as well. If he turns it down, he'll be a. But restricted that would get you agent. close enough to actually pull the, the potential trigger on the Russell yes. sign and trade with the Nets. But, okay. but you'd have to, in order to get rid of the contract you want to get rid of and to get the Nets to facilitate a sign and trade, you're going to have to give up maybe multiple first-round picks to land D'Angelo Russell. Would you guys give up multiple first-round picks 2020, 2021 mm. to land D'Angelo Russell? Because I would. Those first-round picks, you're hunting for players like D'Angelo sure. Russell. I don't. I don't care about those picks. If I get D'Angelo two, Russell, two first round picks or more than two, two, and maybe another player like maybe an Okogi or something. Oh, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, because cause that. once you have Russell, yeah, and Towns, that. you now you go and you a smart front office well, fi- figures out how to build the rest of it. I I think the key thing to this entire conversation, and this seems backwards, but it's not now. Is this what makes Cat as happy as possible? You got to keep him happy. This would make this is him the one, very happy. This is one league where you cannot screw with a star player. They got you. Like what if he doesn't like it here in two years? He's going to tell you, "I want out. I'm not coming back," and you're screwed. So, so in every other sport, I, I think the the team has a hammer against the player, and so the player can ask out or be mad, and that's fine. But in basketball. If you've got a superstar player and that superstar player turns on you and decides that your course is wrong, what do you do? Yeah, you've got no hammer. It's impossible. Yep. So I just, yeah, I, I'm, 
the fact that guys like Zach Harper are saying, hey, a bunch of smart people around the league, are, I know it's going to be a tough path, but if you want to read more about the actual path, like Dane Moore says, it's, it's two parts. you got to find a deal with Brooklyn that sends assets to the Nets to, to get them to agree to make this move with you. Mm-hmm. And their incentive is, well, we want to open up a bunch of max contract money so that we can bring in a Kyrie Irving and a Kevin Durant or something. Like they want they just want to bring in two current superstars. I'm not sure that's the smartest move, but that's what they want to do. And then part two to this is a second deal with a third team so that you can get rid of crappy contracts. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you're gonna need a third so, team to get involved in this, it sounds like. Yeah, because the Nets don't want to take your crappy contract. That's one thing I'm smart enough to to understand. <laughs> the rest of it, it's it's impossible. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Wiggy baby, <laughs> Wiggy baby, that's the key here. God, all you had to do two Andrew years Wiggins. ago, you had a chance. This is how stupid this was. Two is it two years ago, three years ago? He sat down, looked Glenn in the eye. Don't don't go there. You had a choice. You so what they did was they looked Glenn right in the eye, they, right in the eye. They, I'll try hard. They they could have made him a restricted free agent and let money. the other teams around the league set his value. So instead of making thirty million dollars, yeah. it could have been like twenty million dollars, and he becomes much more movable. You realize that he's he sat across from Glenn and said. I want your money. When you have a talent like that, guys, you don't you don't let other people get a whiff of him. All right. Well, we've had a, more than a whiff now. <laughs> How's it smelling? Not so good. <laughs> not so good. No, it's not. Uh, there is. But it a, smelled good in Miami. I'll tell you that right now. There is a historical oh, it's precedent. Hot there. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Do you guys want the historical precedent? <laughs> Please trade. Yeah. Do you guys remember uh, when the Nuggets traded? Let's see here. They signed Danilo Gallinari and uh, then traded him to the Clippers in the sign and trade. And all the all the Clippers had to trade was a second round pick because they were they they had no interest in in retaining Gallinari anyways. But the but the Nets can play the card of well, we really like. D'Angelo Russell. So we might actually keep him. So give us something. Oh, we'll just we'll match the offer and keep him unless you give us a first round pick. But once they sign Kyrie, if that happens, the jig is up. That's as, where far, this as is far a as dance. as far as any bluff that they might call. Yes. We you know D'Angelo Russell is on the market once they sign Kyrie Kyrie Irving. Yeah. That's why it's kind of a fun dance. Because if because they could tell Kyrie, hey, we need to play poker here for a second. Kyrie might say, Well, I I'm not gonna let you play poker. I'm gonna go sign with the Knicks then or go sign with somebody else. And he LeBron. might just do that. Yeah, this is weird enough. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to jump into some in other news and we oh, come back here? Oh, do I? <laughs> Rami never does. My cup runneth over with other news. <laughs> in other news, when we come back, Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new Score North. In other news. Ah, yes, America's favorite radio segment in other news, middle of the week, middle of the show. So we like to uh, lighten things up a little bit from the hard-hitting sports talk we normally bring you here at Score North. Some of the more light-hearted fare from around the world. Uh, This doesn't come from a particular place, per se, but something curious is happening with the underarms of America's youth. A sizable portion of millennials and Gen Zers aren't wearing deodorant or antiperspirant, Nearly 40% of 18 to 24-year-olds say they haven't applied either of the products in the last month. According to YouGov plan and track data, the numbers changed slightly for 25 to 34-year-olds, 31% of whom also haven't used deodorant 
in the last month, more than 37% of 25 to 34-year-olds say they haven't purchased these products in the last year, and 48% of 18 to 24-year-olds say the same. What the hell is going on? I never thought I'd be the guy to say the sentence with America's youth. I'm in that group. What do you mean you're in that group? He told us this last week. I'm in that group. Now explain yourself. I have not Wait. used deodorant in probably eight or nine years. What? what? It's not necessary. If it's you, absolutely necessary. For some people, it's necessary. If your armpits don't sweat or stink, Wait. then... Uh, Are you telling me your armpits don't sweat okay. What happens if you work out? Do you on, not put it on? I take a shower. Still. I take a shower. Okay, honest question. I'm not going to test this Be out, honest. By the way. Be no, honest. Me neither. Have you ever walked around me and thought, boy, that dude's armpit smell? I can't say that I have. I haven't been. See? I haven't been close enough to you, despite because I usually sit we across sit the, the same. Like, we sit in the same, same room. Well, you would have to. Yeah, let me waft some no, over there. No, I don't need that. <laughs> you guys are all being Quite the image. You're no. all being duped no, by a commercialized no. society. No, it's no, no, no. no you're no, all gross. puppets. You're puppets. You're, you're telling me you're gross. Yeah, me and Kanye West know what the what. Was what, Kanye what's really wearing, happening? He's yeah. not wearing deodorant. Probably either? not. No, he's not a puppet like you guys. So Phil, you're telling Don't me Don't be a puppet. When I'm at Allianz Field Saturday oh. in 110 degree heat index, I shouldn't wear deodorant. Well, you shouldn't wear a coat for sure. Not my choice. I have to wear a suit. Don't you ever Are they gonna make you wear a suit coat on I ha I bought a suit, yeah. For that? I'm on the sideline. But you're on the sideline in a radio capacity, right? Yeah, but still you there's etiquette. I th- I th- oh, right. I, it's time I feel, to change the attitude. I feel like a, go- a, a golf shirt would be appropriate I, when it's, a, totally when it's 110 degrees. Degree, it's, yeah, I totally agree. How did you make that leap to where you decided, you know what? Yeah. I don't need this. That's a really good question. I think what happened was decision. I just like forgot to buy it for a while out of laziness. And then like after a stretch, I just kind of like, hey, I just kind of didn't miss it anymore. I don't smell and like a ne- dumpster. Yeah. And you've never smelled like like on a hot day. You've never like been like, oh, what's that smell? Oh, it's me. I mean, there's like definitely you- like odd smells, but not from my armpits. Smells are like you a, not a smells sw- like an you, air freshener. Are you not a sweaty your, fellow? You put your head down here. I sweat a fair amount every day. Like regardless of what I do that day, yeah. I sweat a fair amount. You know what? Are so, you not a sweaty fellow? When I was, I'll tell you a quick story here, and I don't, I don't remember the you name just of the product. To say sweaty fellow. I did <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in probably like last two years of high school and first year of college. I'd sweat out. I'd always wear an undershirt under my T-shirt. I would sweat out both shirts on a daily basis. Like, I would only wear white and black shirts when I could because I would just, like, I'd sweat out everything, like armpits, everything. Sorry for this being a gross story. (laughs) And so I went online in, like, 2004, like, early social media, like, er, pretty early internet stage. Yeah, it was still dial-up at that point. And I found it was, like, some kind of deodorant where you use it for three or four weeks and then you, and then it it like fixes your armpit sweat problem. What? It was like bla- it was like black market Shut stuff. Up. Wait, dead hold, serious. Hold on, dead I, serious. I gotta see if I can find. This I used it for like three or four weeks, and I no longer sweated out shirts anymore. And I and from that point, so I got used to it for a couple more years. Fifteen but years it. after the fact, that's still the case. Yes. Yeah. Here, put your hand under here. No, no. Hold on. Deodorant. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
that means. You guys are spending unnecessary so, money like, on deodorant. I'm going to keep on doing it. Sweat glands? Ever again. You're saying? It might. Yeah, know. are you dying of something? <laughs> I can't be healthy. I mean, you're I might, have, to sweat. I might yeah. have cancer. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think, yeah, exactly. He's right. You're supposed to sweat. It's good for you. Real quick, the, uh, the kicker to this story, a company to try and entice young people to wear deodorant hired Justin Bieber to sell their deodorant. All right. That's, oh, yeah, he's a, don't he's fall for it. America? Is that going to get you to buy deodorant? Not him. No. There's other celebrities that might entice me. Justin Bieber's not one of them. 2016 story. What, what happened when I stopped wearing deodorant for a month? I'm going to read this and see if this person is gross. I got one for you guys. This is from realtalk910am.com. A quick detour around heavy traffic in Colorado turned into a nightmare for dozens of drivers who ended up stuck in the mud. A car accident brought cars to a standstill on a main road that leads to Denver International Airport. And as drivers were sitting in traffic, their GPS application suggested an alternate route around the backup that would cut their travel time in half. You guys ever been in your car and it'll say, you got your GPS on and it'll say, there's an accident ahead, here's a different route you can take that'll save you 10 minutes, right? Well, as uh, people were driving, the paved road that they were driving on turned into a dirt road. And this driver in particular, Connie, was a little skeptical but saw other cars in front of her, so she continued following her GPS. As she continued down the street, the conditions deteriorated due to recent storms, and the muddy road was too much for some cars, causing them to get stuck. To make matters worse, the dirt road was only wide enough for one car, making it impossible for drivers to turn around. And so instead of this being an actual detour, it wound up being a Google Maps Glitch that led to dozens of cars getting stuck in a mud field. Wasn't this an episode of The Office where Michael followed his GPS into a lake? <laughs> Pretty, much. Pretty much. Can you sue? I don't think so. If I was that judge, I'd be like, you're an idiot. You didn't see the other cars stuck in the mud that you drove right into? Connie says, the bottom line is, don't just follow GPS apps blindly. End quote. So how, supposed to trust? How attached... Is everyone in this room so attached to GPS? Incre- I mean, you're and you're in a new city the last six Dude, months. I lived in Milwaukee for I lived in Milwaukee for th- uh, almost four years. I worked in Milwaukee for almost fourteen years. I have to go someplace four to five times on the same route, so I have to go from point A to point B, same route four to five times for me to get it down, for me to not need to mm-hmm. have to pull out the phone and use the GPS. Yeah, as a guy with no sense of direction whatsoever. None. Zero. Who used to have to drag my poor wife around because she could tell me where, where to go. This is the greatest thing of all time now. We showed Judd how anything. to use GPS yeah. on the show one time a few years ago. I didn't know how. I love when people... Like four years back. I love when people uh, like will talk neighborhoods with me. Like, oh yeah, this neighborhood is right over there. I have no idea what you're talking about. You can try and explain it to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. And... For the love of God, don't use northeast, south, and west with me when giving me <laughs> oh, directions. Yeah, yeah we went like, through go this on east the show. On, on Park Street. Which way is east? Yeah. Left or right? right Dude, yeah. am I going left or right? Amen, brother. But so, and I'm not the greatest with directions, but you guys, like, if I, you know what direction east, west, north, and south are, right? Like, I mean, if I, I know the sun sets in the west, rises in the okay. east, and I can figure out north and south from that. Like, what direction is that way no over clue. Jonathan's head? And, no we went, idea. and we once did, did, did this on the old show with me, and I had no idea. I got them all wrong. So that that direction right there, I'm pointing over west? your head. Is that west? No, west is that way, right? No idea. No, you're both wrong. West <laughs> is behind your head, right? What's well, that way? Now I have a 50-50 I'm, shot. So that's north. 
That is North. All right. Oh, way to go. go. Way to go. Rami got it right. Yeah, we did this once and I failed the whole thing. No clue. And I was not embarrassed. Do you know why? It's not my fault. Sure. My sense of direction, it's just not there. You're right. In other it's, like, it's like a quarterback with bad pocket presence. Kirk, huh. It's not Kirk Cousins. I can't. Fault. I can't feel the pressure when my left tackle whiffs. I can't feel the fact that the defensive end's about to kill me. That defensive end's coming from the northeast. And yeah. He's about to take your head off. And the football's down low, and it gets stripped out. And guess whose fault that is? Someone else's, not mine. Authorities say two Florida burglars thought that they were clever when they used a blowtorch to break into an ATM machine, but they never hit the jackpot. Instead, the burning heat actually welded the ATM's hinges shut. Okasua County Sheriff's officials say video surveillance shows two male suspects entering the boardwalk on Okasula Island on Friday. One was armed with a crowbar and appeared to serve as the lookout while the other took the blowtorch to said ATM. Instead of cutting the ATM with a blowtorch, authorities say the would-be thief welded the metal part shut and the pair left with nothing. Outstanding. Only in Florida. Would you actually go and try and rob something and you make it safer for the people who you are trying yeah, to rob? They sealed it shut. They sealed it That's shut. That's all they did. So Only in it, Florida. Was it a flamethrower or was it like a, you said a welding? There was a welding torch, but, torch they, wel- but they welded the yeah, thing. Yeah, a welding torch is made to, to weld. Yes. Like to seal things shut and hold them they together. They thought it would burst it open and instead they did a very good job of making sure no one could get it. It's amazing. In other news... Okay, I don't know if I'm if I'm the Debbie Downer. So I I found this story before the show. I was in the prep room with Danny Cunningham and social media Seth, and I found this story and I was like, this is crazy, and this girl's parents should be in jail. And I thought it would this was a good segment to bring this discussion, this debate to the table on the air. Ten year old rock climber Sarah Schneider just set the record. For a, uh, let's see, I want to make sure I get it right and give her her due credit. She went with her father and his best friend in five days and set a record of hiking a 3,000-foot-high mountain, higher than the tallest building on Earth. And I'm not talking about a hiking trail. This little girl scaled up the side of a mountain. This is like... uh this is like that movie, uh, Free Solo, but without. But she had a rope. She had a rope. There's safety equipment, but that's a ten-year-old girl who you're letting go up the side of the face of a three-thousand-foot mountain. Like I know sports can be dangerous for kids growing up. I got no kids of my own, but like parents are freaked out about their kids playing football. You know what happens if you? Okay, you get a concussion in a football game. You might lose. You lose climbing a mountain. That's it. You you just lost that life. You're you're dead. It's over. That is pretty amazing. So is, you don't let ten year olds scale mountains. Do her parents have some sort of a a background? Her fa- is, her fa- is her last name Walenda? No, I guess is her my father. Has there been a background done on her parents? Her father <laughs> yeah. is a uh, a hiking guide, I guess, or a climbing guide. How do you go? Okay, if you're ten years old and you're already climbing three thousand foot slabs of rock, what were you doing when you were eight? <laughs> One thousand. I guess. Why would you? <laughs> but am I crazy? This no, is irresponsible no. parenting to it, let your child go up is. the side of a three thousand foot mountain. But if, why if, do if, people? If, if it was a free solo climb, yes. Why do people like to climb? Is my question. I don't get it. Like, what would make you want to scale a mountain? Well, if it's safe. I, if, if first of all, if it's no. if, if you're with a group and but it's what, safe. But how's it safe? No, like Something you're with experts. It's yeah. not even you skydive with a guy who knows what he's doing. Okay, right? but what's, like you're probably what's not going to. Sure, everybody who ever skydived. 
thought they were with somebody who but knew what they were doing. Here's the thing. If I'm going to fly, I get it. The plane could crash. That sucks. But I'm trying to go to a place, and so there, there's an end game there, and I can get to where I want to go. But if I'm going to climb something, like, do I really want to get to the top of the mountain? Do I even care? Okay. Or skydiving. It's so, like, okay, I, it's beautiful, and then I crash and I die, and then that really sucks. But I think you guys are focusing on the very few instances in which <laughs> in which people die skydiving. Because I just Googled this. How about climbing? Well, skydiving seems more risky than climbing, right? Because like climbing, you have a rope. Skydiving, if the if the Hold on. if the parachute doesn't open, if there's a malfunction. You're dead, you're right? And according to a quick Google search, not in point Seeker dot com, how dangerous is skydiving? You only have a point oh 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 seven percent chance of dying when you skydive. It's too high. There's an estimated three million jumps per year and a fatality count of twenty one. How dangerous is mountain climbing? Twenty one. What do I need to jump that. out of a plane for? Yeah, exactly. What right. do I get? What's the best? There's what no point get? in jumping out of a perfectly there, good airplane. There, no, there's not. Still fine. Sure, I'm going to stay in it. But if you know if it's that falling, I'm not, then yes, I'm jumping. If you out. know that you're probably not going to die, if there's no, three million not, jumps, you enough. said probably. Yeah, yeah that's probably. not good. That's not good yeah. enough for me. Twenty one no. in three million. Twenty one in three million. That's too many. Twenty one too many. But what's, what? What for? And what's cool like, about what's it? The, there's a risk reward. Okay, That's what I'm saying the, the risk you just laid out exhilaration. You laid out the case. The risk no. is relatively low. I don't. The, need, o- the I don't, only reason to jump out of an airplane is if you're given a parachute and you're told that plane's about to crash. Thrill, yeah. see, thrill seeking is just not. It's not in my. It's not in my nature. It's Actually, not in my DNA. It's funny when you when you can sort of play with like how the perception of the percentage comes okay. off. If I tell you there's a there's a point oh 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 seven percent chance of dying. It's like, oh, that's not very much. But if I tell you it's a one in one hundred forty two thousand chance, meaning if you filled a relatively large college football stadium full of sky drivers, like one of them's gonna die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's too many, man. Is it gonna be you? You know what's a thrill for me? My feet hitting the ground in the morning. That's a thrill. Do you know what the I worst, like life? Yeah, the, I, I'm thrilled by that too after I've climbed a mountain. Do you know what the wor- the worst thing I've ever heard uh comp wise is is this? It's more dangerous to get in your car than to fly. Okay, true. okay, that's very great. True. Except if I get in a fender bender, there is a very good chance it might hurt a little bit, and I walk away. If my plane goes down, guess what the odds of me being dusting myself up and saying, well, that was, oh boy, that didn't go well is. I'm dead. Have you guys seen the mountain this girl climbed? Have you Googled it? Yeah. Well, we just saw a picture from Rami. I read the article. I saw all the pictures. Yeah, it looks like, if you guys haven't seen Free Solo, well, you probably won't want to. This room probably won't want to, but... Where the guy literally climbs I'll watch up. Watch someone else do it. I'm not going to. Oh, I thought it was about Han Solo. <laughs> no, I really did when I heard about it. No, I did. I thought it was, I thought it was a Star Wars. Free, it's easy. Han Solo's been in jail. That's just called for Solo, Jed. Uh, I didn't know. There's the, that's just called Solo. Well, he's dead though, right? I've got one more here, quick. Wow, spoiler alert! They killed Harrison Ford. I don't care. I'm tired <laughs> no, of spoilers. I cried so hard. Really. So hard. Oh, you got no shot at Toy Story three. No, you've got no shot at. Toy no, Story. you're gonna. I have. I don't. I don't. Have, I don't cry at that movie. But you're you've gonna, got no you're shot. Gonna cry like I don't a have baby. nearly the emotional attachment to any character in Toy Story that I did to Han Solo. You will when you get through that movie. None at all. Oh, you got no shot. What is this happening Saturday? Saturday you afternoon. Yeah, I can't okay. wait for yeah. this. While the, sun, for this. while the sun is out, I can't <laughs> wait to see you crying online. I got one more here for you guys. This, this comes with visuals. In other news, from the Daily Star UK. Uh, a man who only gave his name as Alexander was dragged into the den of a brown bear. Alexander broke his spine fighting the bear and survived in the den for a month by drinking his own urine. Hmm. 
Brown bears usually drag their prey into their lair and save it for later. Like, save the the food for later. Mm -hmm. Leftovers. Meaning Alexander was likely its next meal. But a group of Russian hunters found him after their dogs refused to move past the den. I'll show you the photos in a second. Hunters checked inside the cave. Hunters... Hunters checked inside the cave and saw think? what they thought was a mummy, only to find Alexander in an emaciated state. On death's door, he was rushed to the hospital where they found his shocking injuries. He told doctors, quote, the bear preserved me as food for later. It's believed the bear overpowered Alexander before dragging him off. I'm going to show you photos of what it looks like when you spend a month inside a brown bear's lair next up on the food list. In his pantry. Here it is. Oh my God! Oh got, my like, God! All that. Hold on a second. That's not. Hold a on. No, 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 no! Don't turn around. No, that's not. A no, that guy's person. dead, right? That's a dead person. What's up with that? What is that? That's disgusting, dude. I gotta eat tonight. Oh my God! You can. Are he those, looks like a mummy, but he's alive. He's alive. Are those and his he's, intestines? And he's you can month. see through the skin. I can't. I can't oh, tell. Oh, that that's disgusting. I can't tell what that is. But he survived a month in a brown bear's den. So, like, den. is that food prep by the bear? Dry takes, aging. Takes a while. <laughs> dry, dry aging. Jesus. <laughs> you deserve that. Oh, man. In other news. That's in other news. I got to run to Byerly's to get some uh, carrots to put with the guy I got on deck here. <laughs> the bear walks into Byerly's. It's like, is my jerky ready yet? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the mushrooms, honey. Oh, man. Let's talk about TCL TVs. Oh, I'm sure they're thrilled right now. Hanging out in the TCL studios. Mm. TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. The best combination of picture quality, entertainment options, and also price, if we're being honest. Go to any major local retailer in the Twin Cities and do some comparison shopping. Just compare a TCL TV with all the other TVs on the wall, and you'll find. Check marks on the side of TCL in almost every category, if not every category. And we've appreciated a bunch of you have sent in pictures of your living room setups or your uh, man cave setups with the TCL TVs you've purchased because you hear about them on the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show. Keep them coming. Tweet them at me. We appreciate it, and TCL appreciates it too. TCLUSA.com to find out more. Or, again, you can go to any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. We wrap with Roycey next on the all-new Score North. Let freedom run this Independence Day at the Red, White, and Boom TC Half Marathon Relay in 5K in Minneapolis on July 4th. Enjoy hot dogs, all-American pops, and a free Summit beer. For sign-up information, visit scorenorth.com, keyword boom. Thank you, Jonathan. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. We wrap with Roycey every day on the show. You can also find Pat's weekly uh, shows Unchained, Roycey Unchained, anywhere you find podcasts, and Roycey on Baseball as part of the Scorner Twin Show feed on demand. So uh, we had uh, we had Bob Nightingale say the Twins are deep in discussions about Madison Bumgarner, and then uh, it was Jeff Passan from ESPN that said, eh, they're actually more in discussions about Will Smith. Both those are rent-to-pitchers, Pat. So what if you had to pick one of those, which one helps the Twins more? Well, I want Bob Gardner, I guess. I think you can... Uh... I think it's easier to find a reliever. So I, I would, uh, plus I don't think that, uh, Pineda and, uh, and, uh, 
the lefty Perez are going to get you to the finish, are going to make it to the finish line. Uh, I would, I would take Bumgarner just because, probably because I love him. Might be the reason he's one of my, uh, one of my favorite baseball players. And he's, he's throwing okay. He's not throwing like he did, but he's, he's throwing okay. And I think he brings a competitiveness that's, uh, that's, uh, pretty wonderful. Now that said, uh, Will Smith is uh, kind of a mean old ornery son of a gun too, and uh, you know I take both of them. That's for sure. I, I like. I, they need another lefty for the bullpen. There's no doubt about that. But uh, whether whether it has to be him or somebody else, I don't know. Do you think we could see a, a Justin Verlander type of resurgence for a Madison Bumgarner if he was traded to a team like the Twins? No, I don't think that uh, he's. That good, you know. He's, he's. He, I mean, we all recall the World Series, and we're just absolutely uh, uh, loved him in that whole thing. But he's never been as good as Verlander. You know, he's never, he's never been that good. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's a, a drop off there. But uh, I, I do also think that if he's pitching for a team with a chance to, chance to win, he'll be he'll even better. Than he is. The only trouble with him. Being traded to the American League team is you don't get to see him hit anymore. I saw him. I watched him last night. He hit a rocket to left field for a base hit to make it uh, three to one. Hey, that that fellow will take a swing. That, that'd be too bad not to not to get to see him hit. World Series, Pat. Right? National League Ballpark. Yeah, well, true. He can hit there. That's, hit home runs for you. That's true. In fact, you it would be worth. Uh, you know, setting up your, if he was here, it'd be worth setting up your rotation if you got that far so to make sure he'd be playing in the National League Park. That's for sure. The Dodgers will probably, uh, you know, who knows, they could get beat in the playoffs, but the Dodgers are going to win more games than anybody. That's, uh, so they'll, uh, if they get all the, you know, if they get, if they get to the finish line, they'll have the home field. So I guess you could have him right off the bat, but I like him a lot. I, I, you know, just as a, Anybody who would give his uh, fiance a cow for a wedding present has got to be a hell of a guy. That sounds like one of us. He'd fit perfect in Minnesota. <laughs> That's right. Oh, God, I think we'd love him, don't you? Yeah, we could just you know have him live out in Buffalo, Minnesota, where I grew up, and he'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Put him on a farm and, out there. You know, it's not 100% you can't bring him back, right? I don't think he's going to be a, you know, he's not going to go out and get $150 million or anything like that, you know, if you depending on what you have to give up for him. The trouble is here, uh, do you think anybody's going to move? Do you think the Giants are going to move any of these guys until it gets to the point where uh, you're, as I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. If you, if you get somebody at this time of year, you got to overpay because they're going to they're gonna wait till the end to get the best deal they possibly can, unless you uh, you know dazzle them with. Who, who are you giving up for them? Royce Lewis? I don't. No, I don't you think have to go that far. If you're getting both of those guys, that hard? no, you're not getting both of them. No. Hmm. So. I mean, you, you'd have you, to get both. You'd have to give up probably a, a top three prospect. But I so Rami said this earlier, and I agree with it. If you're the Twins, you don't you're 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 mostly bolstering for the postseason here, and so you could play the waiting game with them. And I think the longer the Giants wait, is like the asking price right now compared to what it would be on July 31st, it feels like it would only decrease in asking price because where's where's their leverage? I agree with you. That's what I. But I, I I'm also saying that if you if you get him now, uh, it's going to cost you more. 
it's 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 definitely going to cost you more because they're going to they're going to think there's somebody going to get hurt and they can you know somebody will give them you know what they what they want somebody will break the bank I I don't know you know Wander Javier maybe I don't know he's not he hasn't played much he's they thought he was going to be a phenom but he hasn't uh, he hasn't he hasn't done that to this point so I don't know if he can if he can bring somebody like this but. Well, what the heck? It's uh, it's going to be out there until something happens. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, Pat, your thoughts on all the D'Angelo Russell rumors that are floating around? D'Angelo Russell to the Timberwolves in some sort of complicated multi-way trade. Well, I'm kind of nervous about it because what uh, Taylor's going to pay the uh, tax on this, he's going to have to sell the Star Tribune. Maybe I don't know. Uh, so uh, what the hell? I mean, what? How that with their cap problems? How's this even reasonable, feasible? I I don't understand. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, unless you 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 know, unless you want to give up three number ones and have somebody take teeth off your hands or something. Yeah. I I, I don't know how it works. Uh, I, I mean, how how does it work? I mean that it, but that way you nailed it because the Timberwolves need to dump salary to make it happen. The Nets don't want to take salary to make it happen. So you need a third or a fourth team that would take a Teague contract or a Wiggins contract. And in order to get all of those things to happen, you'd probably have to give up multiple first-round picks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you want to trade, trade to get rid of people? or just wait. You're right. they, they, I'm still shocked, though, that uh, they didn't take the point guard in the, uh, in the drafts when he was sitting there because they don't have one. They don't, you know, I mean, Teague is... I guess what what are you going next year? The the fact that he would he end up playing thirty games or some damn thing like that. Uh, I I just I don't know how you're uh, I I don't know how they get out of this mess. I I I think you can fairly I I know they hate to do it with another year of cat time being uh, taken away, but I think you almost got to write off next year and wait till uh, next season and wait till they can move Teague and figure something else out. Story of the Wolves' existence right there, right off next year, and then with the Wolves, usually it's the year after that and the year after that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, Pat. True. We're, I'm, all, I'm we're cons- all excited as hell when Jimmy Butler, uh, when they traded for Jimmy Butler, they finally wanted to do something for the future, and of course that didn't work out. Hey, Pat. So now he's... Now he's going to put the screws to Philadelphia. He already right? is. Yeah, yeah. He he yeah. is a piece of work. I, I'm concerned about Kepler. They, they said it's simply a bruise, but Buxton was a bruise too. And the last I saw, he's in the cage now, but he's still not back. So I'm very concerned that Max Kepler is going to miss at least 15 days of the rate we're going. I hit him in a funny bone. Is what it did, right? I mean, he, yes, right on the elbow. You know, I I don't know. If we if we didn't have this ungodly paranoia about uh, oh well it's not a hundred and twenty five percent healed uh, he'd be playing tonight so I I don't know if it, unless there's a fracture in there why the hell not put some ice on it and play it's just, this is baseball. Come on, you're a tough German for God's sake. Yeah, Let's you, go. And you don't think that that La Tortuga feels hitting up hitting that fence last night full speed. <laughs> I'm he's sure got he's, he's, he's got padding. Probably broke three ribs making that catch. I didn't notice he either. Is. There's nothing he does that's not hilarious. <laughs> I know. It's the look. It's the Everything constant look on his face, like he's constipated. That I love. 
He always looks like it's just going to take one more try. <laughs> <laughs> if I just can make it back to the bathroom. Yeah. What do you mean? He, he makes every play. Well, he dropped one a couple of days ago. But I uh, said on the I said on the Twins show today, Pat. The, the only the only thing that the only negative to Williams Estadio playing all over the field is he can't win a Gold Glove because he plays too many positions to win a Gold Glove <laughs> wow. at just one. Well, well, the other thing is once he once he started falling down to the ground after catching, he looked like he was trying to capture a squirrel, didn't he? I mean, it was just like oh, he was like trying to get that ball in two hands in the glove of the hand, and it was so oh, hysterical. It was amazing. Yeah, it was great. Hey, do we have a rare afternoon game tomorrow afternoon? Huh? Wow. They yes. don't. Uh, they don't. Uh, you know. You can tell that the when the opponent doesn't have a doesn't have a uh, network that they're carried that you know a regional network that they're concerned about to play an afternoon game on getaway day. But if the Red Sox are in town, in Nesson, you know, Nesson will cry and whine and moan if they don't play a night if they don't play a night game. So it's nice afternoon game tomorrow, folks. It'll be, it's it's great. Yes, indeed. All right, Pat. We'll catch up tomorrow. See ya. See ya, Royce. All right, Patrick Royce. Pitching matchup tonight's outstanding. Who's pitching for the Royce? Odorizzi and Morton Odo. All right, that's a good pitching matchup. That is a good pitching matchup. Yeah, Odorizzi. I'd like to see another seven inning dominant thing here, just to because I can't shake this feeling that. He's Jake oh, Odorizzi. Are we going to start yeah. DefCon rating Jake Odorizzi? Just saying, like I just want to see. Oh, a good I'm not there boy. yet. No, don't worry about me. Just want to see. I'm the DefCon guy. Don't worry about me. Just want to see outing. Martin right. Perez, absolutely. You're not yes. even like a little nervous that Jake Odorizzi is going to go back to being Jake Odorizzi. That's why I want Mabel. I expect mm-hmm. him to regress some. I don't. I didn't expect him to stay the AL ERA leader the entire season, but I don't think he'll re- regress back he to gave, the old Jake. Odorizzi. He gave up uh, something like three and runs o- over eight starts. That's ridiculous. Right. You didn't expect so, that to keep up, did you? But that's why I would like them to get a little bit more pitching at the top of the rotation for the playoffs. I'm not against that. I just think bullpen is more important. If it's one or the other, give me a bullpen. Or... I don't disagree with that, yeah. yeah. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Tonight's pitching matchup, though. Outstanding. You're going to the ballpark? I think so, yeah. I'm going to go watch Toy Story 3, I think, and bowl my eyes out. Are you really? Rami's guy. I, lo- I love how this guy is so cocky right no, now. I think, no, oh, I think. No, no, toys yeah. don't make me cry. No, I might cry. I'm just saying, don't use Han Solo's death as a barometer of what I will cry. I saw at. Han so- Solo's death, too. It didn't do much for him. He just flew off that big bridge thing and died. He was stabbed by his son. Well, he had it coming after all those years. <laughs> he wasn't that good a father, right? Jesus. Okay. I've I've never seen a Star Wars movie. I saw. So I, I have no idea. I was what you're not talking in. About. I was not in the Rami, theater. You didn't know this? He's never seen Star. Wars. I was not in never. the theater. I saw it like on HBO. I came across it. Oh, I, I saw him get stabbed. I bawled in the theater. Now regarding Henry, I did cry. That made me sad. Regarding Henry, I don't think I've ever seen. Uh, great, Henry. great Harrison Ford, Annette Benning film from the nineties, where, where he's a, a doctor or something, and he's a real jack bleep, uh-huh. and he gets shot in the head, and he goes from being this like complete just bad guy to being this sort of nice and can't recall anything about his past. It's good. That made me cry. So the shot to the head killed killed the bad part of him. I, it, it killed that part of it. It brain altered his brain. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Huh. But Han Solo, I just don't care. I felt bad. I felt bad about Chewbacca, and that guy really died. You gotta, yeah, you got to see the the tenth Star Wars movie, Free I, Solo. Free Solo. You got to check that out. I, I really well thought might that cry at Toy Story three, <laughs> and you'll find out at Rami is tweeting yeah. Saturday afternoon. Oh, I'll be watching. I'm just saying, don't use 
Don't use Han Solo yeah. as a barometer of what I'll cry at. That's well, all. You can find us on demand at your own risk. Anywhere you find yeah, podcasts. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Oh, what? The <laughs> Score North mobile app is a great place to start. See you guys tomorrow. And I basically look like a moron.